got 99 problems, but a batch chain one. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Twi'lex, Mandalorian, Jedi, Sith, and all you Transdotions. But wait, the plot thickens, because now we are including all you clones, especially from Clone Force 99. Clone Lives Matter. That's right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Bad Batch Review Show brought to you by the New Force Order. And the name of the show is I Got 99 Problems, But a Batch Ain't One. I Got 99 Problems, But a Batch Ain't One. It's a mouthful. <laughs> like, a bat, like a bat should be. It, it is a mouthful, but I'll tell you one thing. It's the goddamn coolest title for a Bad Batch review show. So uh, our producer will play that Jay-Z clip right after it. But anyhow, I digress. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Just kidding. My name is GGP, a.k.a. Greek God Papadon. Pro wrestler, Star Wars aficionado. Multi-time champion in a galaxy far, far away, and utmost professional and current champion in three different promotions. Wow, to the Greek, Greek. Alongside with me is the doctor of toynomics, the doctor of style, the doctor with the kung fu grip. He is a medical droid, but most importantly, he's a doctor of love. If you don't believe me, ask your mama. But even more important than that, he is the doctor of ah-ah-ah, Thundernomics. He'll steal your thunder after he's done stealing your girl. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7, the god. As Papa Don just said, F stealing thunder. Doctors, Alex Royal, and Batch, check yourself because tonight it's all about the bad Bizatch. Shit, that's a better title. Batch, check yourself. <laughs> Dude, now you come up with it. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was the fly, baby. Working on the fly, kid. You're walking talk back in my day. And last and certainly not least, all the way from the witness protection program from Mexico. No, it's not Barney Cooper Smith, the inventor of the printing press. It's not Steve Martin from My Blue Heaven. It's your friend, our friend, the dark Sith Lord. Hit him with a hey yo and introduce yourself. Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Dark Lord of the Podcast, the Sith Ari, the Rampaging Revan Kiss, the Butcher, your boy Dark Spirit on. All right, folks, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty brass tacks. We're not going to keep you here for too long because Doc and I are really tired. And (laughs) (laughs) we were like, 
Well, we did promise you a review show, so let's batten down the hatches and let the guns batten go. Batten down the batches. Let's batten down the batches. Exactly. That's another good title. God damn it. <laughs> let's do the real. You're on freaking. You're on a roll. I'm gonna call you Doctor Butter. Um. So let's start. The Bad Batch. Who are they? They are Clone Force 99. They're a group of defective clones made by the Caminos. Caminians. Caminoans. Whatever the Caminoans. fuck. Whatever they are. The alien groups that deal in cloning on the planet of Camino. And there's four of them. Um, there's Crosshair, who's a sharpshooter. There's Rekka, who's the muscle of the crew. Rekka. Um, <laughs> there is uh, Tech, who is the uh, smart, tech-savvy guy. And then there's the leader. Um, Hunter. Hunter, that's right, with the heightened senses. Was, and then we have a... I, 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 well, so, so, and then we have the, the, the non-defective you know, clone, Echo, who basically never fit in with his regs after he was all decimated and connected to the machine at the end of Clone Wars season 7 so he's de facto joining the the uh, the, the 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 bad batch i saw somebody compare the four defective clones to the teenage mutant ninja turtles today really with hunter being leonardo okay with tech being donatello okay with wrecker being michelangelo and with crosshair being raphael and i was like no that actually fits somewhat well yeah, except they're not eating pizza and uh, living in a sewer and getting taught by a rat. True. Uh, I know you know a couple of things about a rat or two. Oh, it's a rats, maybe. But, uh, uh, yeah, you were right about uh, Echo. He's more machine than man now. Call oh, back nice. to... Oh, nice. Call back to the OT trilogy uh, where uh, our friend, not Shane Helm's friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi tells Luke Skywalker about his father. Uh, Darth Vader, or I like to call him Anakin. Um, but then we get introduced to a new clone, and I love the way they do it. But before we go that on that path, we'll we'll uh, bring it up later on. Let's start off with the beginning of the episode. Beginning of the episode, we have the voice intro, just like Clone Wars. They have the logo Clone Wars in red. Then it disseminates. Is that even a word? Disseminates. Yeah, disseminates. Sure, disseminates. Better than in, better than inseminated. So. Right, and then we get the Bad Batch logo, which is very metallic, grayish. Hey, hey pop it on. I, I heard a joke. Uh, why did the sperm cross the road? I don't know, Doc. Why did the sperm cross the road? Because I put on the wrong sock. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of inseminate, try your waitress tip the veal, folks. Um, so then we get the voiceover, the, the radio voice intro, like we do with the Clone Wars, which was. Uh, nostalgic to say the least I enjoyed it uh, They were talking about how the war is coming to an end And The forces are spread out And they're fighting over here They're fighting over there Are you over here now? And then uh, We get the uh, the Intro of the show with uh, The Jedi Master What's his name? Ginkgo Biloba What was his name? <laughs> Ginkgo Biloba Yeah oh, Louis uh... Baloney <laughs> The, uh, the the very thinly veiled Indian chick. Yes. Was, uh, Kay- Caleb Dune's Babola. Babola. Rocky Baboa. Rocky Balboa. Ginkgo Baloba. Anyway, 
Uh, I forgot her name. It escapes me right now. I'll probably remember after the show is done. But um, like we said, Caleb Dune, a.k.a. Kanan, as a Padawan, uh, is in there. Uh, but it's cool because episode seven, we saw them around the table as a hologram. And they showed pers- uh, some clips from the movie episode three as um, animated. And, you know, the way they did it with season seven, how it made it fit into the movie, they made this fit into uh, both season seven and episode three. Seamlessly. Uh, seamlessly. Very seamlessly. But here's the deal. If you guys read the Kanan comic book, the same origin, um, we'll, we'll touch base on more of this tomorrow on the main show. Um, uh, the, basically, the origin of Kanan that was canon in the comic books has now been contradicted and retconned. And this is a different version. And um, I liked it, even though it was a little different. It wasn't any better or any worse than the other comic books, included the the Bad Batch. They were the reinforcements, you know. They when they were been pinned down by the by the by uh, by the droids, the, se- the separatists, by the separatists. And then uh, the, one of the commanders is telling them, "Where's your, you know?" Caleb shows up and he's like, "Where's the where's the reinforcements?" They're coming. How many of them? Five. What? And he goes, that's what I said. And then they show them do their business and they take out the whole squadron with the simplest of ease. Um, And after they take out the squadron, they walk away with Caleb and all of a sudden the general, or not the general, the the head of the clones gets the message from uh, Shibi Pops. Yep. Execute Order 66. And then boom. They killed Master Master Balaba, whatever her name is, um, Genoa Salami lady, and uh, <laughs> and and she says run, which is the last thing that Kanan heard and said in Rebels. So it tied back into Rebels, and then they went after Kanan or Caleb, and Crosshair looks like got affected a little bit by Order sixty six because he says good orders follow, a good soldiers follows orders, and he starts to shoot. Kanan and Kanan whooped his ass. Yep. And e- even after Hunter t- told him to stand down multiple times. Yeah, absolutely. And then they come to the point where Kanan, I'm going to keep calling him Kanan, but Kanan or Caleb Dune and Hunter have like a stare off and he's at the edge of a cliff and then does this big Jedi jump, leap of faith, if you will, across the canyon to the other side of the cliff and Hunter lets him go and then Crosshair calls him on the bullshit. And the beef starts ensuing between the two individuals in the group. Then they get back to Camino, and things change. Now there's bombarded with troops, uh, with troopers, shock troopers. They hear the message that was tit for tat. Um, Ian McDermott from episode three, where he's like, the Jedi have left me scarred, but now it's a galactic empire. And yep. yada, yada, yada. But they bump into a little girl. Um, her name is Omega. But I hate the way she says it. Hi. Uh, I see you at the Burning Man dock. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that one. <laughs> My name's Omega. It's not Omega. It's Omega. But whatever. Um, and I like the way they introduce it because Tarkin shows up. Our boy Steven Stanton kills it. Kills it as Tarkin. Um at the time, he's still Admiral Tarkin. Shows up, 
and says that it's cheaper to have human troopers as opposed to clone troopers. Now, I was thinking about this. Do you really think it's a financial situation or do you think it's a power situation? Because, go on. As if they don't want the Caminos to be the ones who are running the, their army? Well, yeah, because if they if they don't follow through a payment or they don't follow through doing the right thing by the Camino people, they then they cut off. They get cut off. Just like just like the central banks here in the world that run the world, who could who print all the money, right? Like the central bank federal reserve, the IMF, yada yada yada. They control everything. And if we don't adhere or apply by their rules, then what happens? No more well, money. Ladies gets and gentlemen, this portion of the uh, New Force Order is brought to you by the Conspiracy well, Horseman. No, a lot of a lot of this episode, man, pertains to the world today the way it is, and uh, we'll deep dive into this a little bit more. But anyhow, so what happens then? <laughs> they have a, a scene right out of Animal House where they're all eating food, and they get into this big food fight because Omega comes and sits down at the table with the Clone Force ninety nine. And they don't fit in with the regs. And when Doc said regs before, that means like regular clone troopers. And they, a couple of regs walk by and they kind of mouth off to the clone troopers and to the little girl. And she throws food at, at one of them behind the head. And then he turns around to her to be all tough. And they're like, listen, guy, yeah, step off. You don't want any of this. And as he turns around to walk away, the big guy, Rekka, insinuates uh, uh, the fight by throwing more food and trays at them. And then it's a brawl for all. Yep. So, Doc, why don't you take it? Because I don't want to be the only one talking. Uh, you're probably better off remembering the episode than I am. But um, the, the the brawl ensues. Um, they start beating the piss out of all these fucking clones that are sitting over there inside the uh, the, the the brig, um, inside the the mess hall, and uh, Omega's trying to like you know endear herself to Clone Force ninety nine, and it seems that she has been a big fan of them for a significant period of time. Um, which we figure out later the reason why. So where it goes after this, I can't remember off the top of my head. All right. Well, uh, is that going to reason- the part where Tarkin is uh, trying to test them or? Yes. Well, what happens is he t- he speaks to, what, what was her name? Mamasu, Kamasu, Kamasu. Mamasu, Mamasu, Mamakusa. Mamasu, Mamasu, Mamakusa. And then uh, talking to Lamasu and the other guy, and then uh, they're like, we have a contract. He goes, no, 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 no. You had a contract with the Republic. You're not talking to the Empire. So your contract is null and void. And Dude, uh, when he said that, all I thought it was the, the Disney gimmick with the Alan Dean Foster. He was like, no, oh, no, no, yeah. no, you had a contract with Lucasfilm, not with Disney. <laughs> exactly. But now I heard they're going to be making right on it. So who knows? But he asks about this bad batch of clones. And... They, he says, how many of them, how many of these defective clones are there? And they said, there's five. Now, I don't know about you, Doc, but for me, at that point, I took Echo as being the fifth, not yes. realizing 100%. what you said. It was very well booked. And then later on, they bring it to our attention that Echo is not a defective clone. He's a reg who just didn't fit in, and they took him in. And the fifth clone is actually Omega, which is coincidentally the last clone from Camino, which is also coincidentally Omega, the last letter of the Greek alphabet. So yes, the Greeks' influence is once again uh, administered into something awesome. 
like Star Wars, unlike Star Trek. But I digress. Wait, I, 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 I want to I put a pause on this for a second. Ask you a question. All right. Um, now, the uh, the Kamenians over there have been making clones for a long time, right? Yeah. How many female clones have they made? Zero. So answer, answer riddle me this, Batman. Why do you think that they decided to make a female clone and include her in the show? Because they were a fat gimmick? I don't know. Well, I, I think this is a direct um, result of, you know, the uh, Anita Sarkisian effect where you know, it, this show is predominantly male dominated at this point. And they had to put a female lead into a portion of the show in order to not seem like, you know, it's just going to be an all-male show. So here we are again, slave to the fucking SJW bullshit. Well, that could be one point or two, because Filoni is the guy who was running the ship. And Manny are saying that he is um, a fan of feminism and all this and that, but doesn't incorporate into his storylines because he'd rather tell a good story. The payoff may be down the line, and I think it will be. Um, Again, I, what's my rule? It's got to make sense, right? Exactly. We're not at that time yet. We haven't crossed that okay, bridge. Okay, I know, but I just wanted to bring it up as a, hey, yeah, think, of, think about this situation. Well, here's the deal. They said a line in the show which kind of stuck with me, and it said that the Kaminians or Kaminoans, whatever you want to call them, Never do anything without a plan behind it. Yep. Right? Everything's done for a sole purpose. So those clones are not defects. Batch, batch is not defective clones. They were made for a sole purpose, which is a deep dive into their origin, which we really don't know why they were made the way they were made, which will hopefully get uh, explained in the season. But also Omega itself. I think the plot thickens. My theory is she's force sensitive. Mm. And there might be a reason why she's female. And there might be a reason why the force uh, she, is female. Well, no, because of that I just think I think it might have something to do with DNA splicing and genetic modifications um, from a higher power, meaning she be pops. Just playing in the kiddie pool once again. You know what I mean? The usual, yep. So, on his quest for immortality, can this power be taught not by a Jedi? Um, So, what happens? They get tested. They open them up with live rounds during the test sequence, the training sequence. Uh, They get pissed. And then Tarkin shows up, says something to them. Um, that was pretty dope, by the way. The, the way they defeated the clones, the, uh, yes. the, the the troopers, by you know turning them against which, them, and which then... were the original, the original, the original prototype for the, the uh, uh, shadow the, troopers. Not the shadow troopers. The um, from uh, what's the Mandalorian? What the fuck they called? And then it wasn't shadow. It was um. Fucking blanking. I don't know why I'm blanking. The Black uh, Troop that, that Moff Gideon had. Yeah, I, they're not Shadow Troopers. I can't remember the name. Fucking blanking. Shock, no, Shock Troopers. Nope. Shit. 
But anyway, CT. Yes. The uh, the troopers that were in the Mandalorian that Luke Skywalker went through like a hot knife through butter, that was version space three. Space troopers. No, they weren't space troopers. Fuck. Okay, what are they? Uh, pooper troopers. Uh, no. Um, so this was the first version of them, and uh, that was cool. I think the last one was someone threw a knife and then sharpshooter shot the knife right into his head or something, right? Yeah, it was the wrecker threw the knife up in the air and he shot it right into him. So it was cool, little, cool little thing. Then. Uh, Admiral uh, Tarkin sent him on a mission. Um, told him to get the shoddy with the shoddy, and Jedi with the jet. And uh, they went on a mission, and um, they were supposed to take out some insurgents. They're thinking it's droids or separatists. So they go to Al- not Alderaan. What's the other planet called? Um, it sounds like Alderaan. Uh, Maldera? Sure. <laughs> whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> fucking Planet Alderaan or fucking whatever it's called. But uh, we bump into a familiar face. And it has to be the guy that you know and I know who goes, Bugali! The Bugali! The Bugali! It wasn't me. I did saw, saw Guerrero look a little more white than he did in the movie. I don't know about looking more white, but he uh, he sounded the guy who played his voice sounded like um, For, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Um, so you start to see the transition from the old voice to the new voice, and also Freddie Prince Jr. reprising the role as Kanan. Yeah, voice. I actually did notice that too. I was like, "Is that for?" I was like, "Nice." And then uh, that was pretty dope earlier on in the episode. And then what happens? Um, they realize they get captured. Clone Force 99, and they didn't put up a fight. Uh, so they kind of just wanted to see what was going on, and they get told by Sal Guerrero that the Empire is shady, and now they're on the wrong side, and that it's people who are are here who are going against the Empire, not droids. They're the insurgents, and they're going to shoot them. And the, <laughs> the sharpshooter guy, what's his name? Um, Crosshair. Crosshair wanted to take him out and told him to stand down again. And then... Uh, they let him go. But lo and behold, there was a probe droid spying on them from... Uh... Thank you, Doc. That was a good impersonation. So they shoot the probe droid down. They go back to Camino. They get called for breaking kayfabe by Tarkin. Uh, they get thrown in the brig. And lo, who's in the brig with them? Omega. Okay, yeah. And they find a way to escape. But before they find a way to escape, they take Crosshair... And they put him into the the machine that they put in um, Rexin from episode seven uh, from season seven. Yep. And they 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 pump up the inhibitor chip to like a thousand times fold. So now he's a programmed Manchurian candidate for the Empire, and he goes after the Clone Force as they're escaping. They made an escape with Omega. They get on the ship. They get into a little crossfire crossfire at the docking bay. They escape. Wait, uh, before they escape, Omega makes some some pretty sweet ass battle moves uh, without being pretty much trained at all. So, so clearly there's some you know Kaminean influence over there that they may have imprinted her with some kind of like you know battle training that she didn't know about because she's like, I don't know, I've never fired a blaster before, but yeah, was amazing at it. Was it Mar- Mar- what was her name? Mary Sue, not Mary Sue. Um, Kamalu, 
What was his Tamasu, name? Kamasu, Tamasu. That's right. Mama say, Mama say, Mama Kusa. Helped him. Mama, 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 <laughs> She helped them get, escape. Um, so they're playing both sides here because they don't know the intentions of the Empire. So as they're leaving, they go, let's go to J-19 or J, uh, what was it, J-29 or something like that sector to go see an old friend. So everyone's like, all right, well, you know, that's how they leave it. So here comes episode two, guys. Episode two comes about. They land on a planet. I forgot the name of the planet. Sorry. Uh, you don't like it? Tough shit. And they bump into the old clone that we saw from season two who went AWOL after crashing on this planet. His name was Cut um, or Cuddy, I believe it was. Cut Ooh. and his wife, So, which is hilarious. Cut and So. Yes, I see <laughs> what you did there. And they had two children. And she's a Twilight. He's a, a, a clone. Um, and they said, hey, you just missed Rex. Yesterday he was here. Uh, and Rex is the one who found them on that planet and never turned them in. So what happens? They land. Uh, Omega plays with the children. She learns how to play ball. Uh, at one point, the ball goes past a certain fence and she, she goes to go get it. Almost gets attacked by the same cat creature that ripped the back of Padme Amidala mm. in episode two. Gave Doc uh, visions of uh, a good time, and then uh, the Woody. They shot the, the they shot the uh, the creature. He leaves, and they go into the town because they have to leave because the Empire is coming to town. They don't want to get caught. Them being Cuddy and so Cut and so, and the kids. But then they find out they need some kind of uh, a chain code. A chain code. Thank you, Doc. Which is very similar to what I was saying before. Like now, this COVID passport. So I write conspiracy comics. Listen, calm down, dude. Calm down. He wishes he was me. But anyhow, shout out to conspiracy cop. And um, they just want to bag and tag everybody and put them on a big database, which is basically what the government wants to do or has been doing with social security numbers and want to do with this COVID, you know, passport and all this stuff. Keep tabs on everybody and everything. Know your existence, where you're going. You don't have something. You can't be part of something. So they get some fake documentations. And uh, they're about to board. And Hunter wants Omega to go with them. He feels that she would have a better life living with a family than being with the troops. Their ship gets impounded. They get locked up in the yard. Like very similar to how Lando's ship in Solo was locked up with those locks. They try to escape. Um, they get caught in some crossfire with the with the with the um, the clones. Uh, everyone comes together of from Clone Force ninety nine. Rekka rips the the locks, the magnetized locks off the ship. They're about to escape. All of a sudden, Omega shows up. She joins the crew against. Says, "I don't want to leave you," and yada yada yada. And that was it. And then they went about next week's mission. Second episode, in my opinion, was a little bit of a downer, but it was supposed to be because we started off hot. Yep. So that's where we're at with this, Doc. What do you have to add? Um, it's been great so far. Uh, it, it has not disappointed. I love the fact that they picked up right after Clone Wars ended, right during the mix of that Order 66. One of my favorite portions was when they, uh, the beginning of that first episode where Ginkgo Biloba is kind of standing there and all of a sudden, like, they, they pan to her, you know, clone general and he's holding the, you know, the, the hologram disc and, you know, you hear the famous words, execute order 66. 
and suddenly he like looks up and then it's like without hesitation they start shooting that shit um and going after her. so it's you know it's tying into rebels it's giving us you know a new edition of the the, the Kane and Jarrah story which i think is awesome and it's really coming into its own in just two episodes and you could tell they're going to come out fucking hot for this um things i want to see things i want to make sense is the whole omega thing you know why is this the only female clone that they have what's the purpose of that there has to be some reason to that aside from the fact that Filoni wants to uh um you know be uh socially minded which i think is again not it's detrimental to the story unless it makes sense so please like i, I need a reason for this not just because oh we didn't have any chicks on the show so we you know here we are um I'm I'm enjoying the fact that one of their ranks has fallen and is now, you know, like you said, the Manchurian candidate, and he's and he's been you know blipped, and he's got all uh, the uh, the the you know the Empire program in his brain because his chip was still somewhat functioning. I think it really it it already, you know, you, you it's it's the typical you know you you get a tag team and they're best of friends and suddenly. They break up three or four years later, and then they got to face each other. But they're doing this from jump, which I think is a great start off. Um, and it kind of took us as the watchers and the and the lookers and the and the, and the listeners out for a complete loop because I didn't see that one coming. So shit like that, I appreciate, and I think when they turn the story on its head so early, like like a show like Walking Dead, which did it all the time, really gets you invested because you don't have a game plan as to what's going to happen next. And you really are riveted and kind of want, want to watch to see what's going on. Agreed. I, I agree with you. Um, I un- un- purposely did not check out any TV spots, any spoilers, nothing regarding this show. I wanted to go in cold. Glad I did. Um, the only thing I really knew is the possibility of the, the female clone being called Omega, uh, which happened to be true, which is no big deal. And um, her voice a little bit annoys me. But then I said, you know, she has to sound like she's from New Zealand because obviously all the clones come from Tamara Morrison. He's New Zealand. So I understand what they're doing. Whatever. No big deal. They don't sound like Jimmy T. <laughs> duck. I want to see a Burning Man duck. Um there's people out there are actually hating on this now. You believe it? Uh, why? They're saying Fuck that the clones literally... are being, they're being white. Oh, I saw the white. The tone thing. of the skin is not as dark as the other. Clones. Oh my god! Like, I, did you think of that? Like, did you no. even like? Did it even cross your brain that they're being whitewashed? That the clones? No, are, no, not at all. So well, the defective bunch. So it doesn't matter. Look at Echo. The guy looks like he's freaking Marilyn Manson or yeah. Vader. You know, um, but not even that. Just. They're a defective unit that's they're supposed to look different, you know? And uh, these are the same people who are now bitching and moaning about Futurama, bitching and moaning about Sleeping Beauty and, uh, I'm sorry, Snow White. So, but, they're, but they were also talking about the fact that the actual clones, the regs, look like they've been whitewashed as well. Yeah, but I don't think they have because I didn't pick up on that at all. No, me neither, not at all. Look, these people have got to figure out something better to do with their lives, man. I think that, you know, they just sit there and they just, you know what, let's, what can we fuck up today? 
Yep, I agree with you. Uh, you made a valid point before. You said things that you may want to see in this in this season. What do you want to see, Doc? What's what's going to tickle your taint? Well, well, clearly, clearly, with them talking about Rex in the second episode, we're going to get a Rex appearance. I mean, of course, it, it's it's far gone conclusion. We know that's going to happen. I'd like to see Commander Cody pop up into this because we know he's still around and we know he's still kicking after his dust up with Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, the possibility for Vader is super high. You know, we have our our um, our reasons and our interest to see uh, how Vader would play into this. You know, potentially being the uh, the the end all be all for for, you know, for this clone bash to get dispatched and destroyed by him, which I think would be would be cool. Um, there's just so many things that that we could bring here, and and tease off of this that would bridge a lot of the Star Wars stuff. So I'm like you said before, you think you went in cold and I, I kind of want to go in cold as well. Cause I want to kind of see what they do with it and how organically they do it. I hate to have that story thing in my head. Like a lot of people did from WandaVision. And then when it doesn't happen, you're like, Oh, I'm so upset because I had a great story in my brain. Shut the fuck up. You're not one of the writers. Um, give me a good story, you know, tell it well, and make it make sense, and and I'll be happy. You think we'll see any Inquisitors? You know that was teased upon. Um, you know, P- Star Wars has kind of tried to, you know, save the Vader character and not him. You know, make him be the foil for everybody. So it's possible that we'll see the Inquisitors because we had seen them in Rebels. Um, you know, will we see different ones? Will we see the same ones? I don't know. Um, but I think they would be a good, you know, go between, you know, that wouldn't cheapen the, the Darth Vader issue. Would you want to see Kanan make another return? Well, I, not right now. I, th- I, I, I don't think these clones are going to last to, to the rebels, uh, um, timeline. I think they're going to, you know. They're going to be around for a bit, but I think that they're likely all going to go the, ra- the way of the Rogue One squ- uh, squadron crew and eventually all die, which is somewhat sad and upsetting. But in the same vein, you know when it happens and how it happens. It's going to really make a good story. So I'm OK with that sacrifice because I think it'll be worth it in the end. Um, will we see a, you know, uh, a, K- a Caleb dude potentially, but I think, it, I think if they were smart, they would stay away from it. So they, they wouldn't go back to the well again with that one. So you don't think we'll see any more Jedis? I, I, I think we'll see some Jedis. Question is what Jedis is the question, but if we do, I don't think it'll be until, excuse me, much later. Quinlan Voss? Uh, no. Really? Nope. I don't think so. Obi Wan? Nope. I don't. What about uh, Boba? Is he gonna make an entry? Nah, I, I think they have enough meat on this bone to to keep it to the clones. Maybe a Vader appearance, maybe some Inquisitors, and then have the story play out in and of itself. Because again, like you know, these guest stars of the week kind of cheapen things. I think, especially in a series like this where. They've already established these characters in those four episodes of Clone Wars, and they could really do a great job of further fleshing them out 
and making us care about them, and then at the very last second, taking them away from us. So, do you think there'll be a season two? Or this is um, I don't know. I, it's hard to speculate at this point. Um, I know they're all in the can. It's not like you know the fans will determine the fate. Um, I, I think it's probably going to be one season and done. Well, I'll tell you one thing. From what I heard, even though some people are hating on it, the majority of the people actually love it. Uh, I haven't heard anybody who is who's, who's hating you know, it. Well, the people who are hating it as a, you know we're complaining about whitewashing and all this nonsense. Yeah, it's all the fucking SJW fucking snowflakes uh, screaming very loud on their keyboards in their safe space. But I think Filoni has done it again. I think he's hit a great uh, home run with this show so far. It's only two episodes in. I mean, the second episode was more filler, but it's gonna just like the Frog Later episode was filler, but it's. Not filler for the sake of filling. It has purpose and it will pay off later on, in my opinion. Um, the Jedi are evil. Because my, I look at it like we watch an episode and we need to see people get over. So what really got and over? Speaking, in, speaking of, of over, and what really got over in episode two? Nothing. They left. They left um, Camino. They were on the run. Uh, they decided to go look for help. The guy couldn't help them. They helped the guy, um, and then they left, and they're still on the run. So it's like they were exactly where they were in the beginning of the episode. Nobody really transcended except the humanity aspect of him incorporating Omega into the crew and not trying to pass her off because they think that uh, them being soldiers is no good for her. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's the only thing that's going to keep them um in everyone's good grace is the fact that we're going to actually see a human side to the clone. And I think Filoni's did that in, in uh, clone wars very well, where he humanized everybody, gave them certain identities. And, yep. you know, it's a, uh, do you think, you think uh, crosshair is going to go back to the face side or do a swear? I, but... I, I think he will. I think at some point they will, you know, get him, kidnap him, capture him. And then, uh, turn him back over to you know to them because uh, he's an important member of the team. I mean the the guy's uh, he's legit. Um, and I thought it was an interesting choice to make him be the one to kind of cross over to the oh my chip is still kind of working side. But um, but right, I think, who I think uh, no, I was just saying I, I it's they had to pick somebody. So I think that's that's a good choice. Clearly, it's not going to be Hunter. Um, you mean Charlie Sheen? Yeah, exactly. And uh, and and what you call it? Uh, Hot shots too. <laughs> he looks like he looks like uh, he looks like Wild Thing, and he looks like Platoon. You know, oh, that, I mean? that was that movie Hot Shot. Uh, it was in Hot Shots of Charlie Sheen where he was like in the jungle and shit. Oh know. yeah, yeah, Hot Shots. Um, right. You know, it was going to be him. R- you know, Wrecker r- could have been a choice as well. Text too boring. Um, who else we got left? What's the Echo. other one? Echo and whatever. Echoes. You know, Echo and Tech almost kind of like oh have an overlapping job together. Which I think is a, a slightly redundant, but um, he is more man machine than man now. But I think it's I think the way they started it has been great, and I like the fact that they've divided the team already, and they've got one of them hunting the other ones, and it's going to be now the empire is after them now the clones are after them now their own you know their own brothers after them, so. They're on the run, and this is exactly what we what we what we predict. This is going to be this kind of A team ish mission of the week kind of thing that that we had seen coming a mile away. And it's funny because the uh, tomorrow when we talk about it on the main show, 
they they speak to a lot of the writers from the show in an interview in, in an article, and they mentioned the A team as the premise for the show. And I'm like, ah, see, we know a thing or two yeah, about a thing or two. A thing or two. So, well, real quick, uh, Spiro, all the way from Mexico, what was your take on the uh, first two episodes of uh, The Bad Batch? Hopefully, unlike the news articles, you actually watch these. So, uh, as opposed to not reading the news articles when we were doing the news. Well, guys, I know that I'm late to the party, but um, I finally caught the first two episodes of The Bad Batch. And, man, I'm fucking happy, man. You know, um, you know, they... Um, I'm glad that they chose to to do these in the same animated style as the Clone Wars. I mean, it's only right. It's a continuation of sorts of that series. Um, there was a lot here to like, guys, a lot. I, I can't really pick out anything negative. Nothing really comes to mind. Um, a few notes. Uh, young Caleb Doom. That was awesome. I'm fucking glad that we got to see that. And that had me thinking, yo, give him his own series. Make make that a fucking spinoff of its own. You know, also, why not make Jedi Fallen Order 2 a prequel and base it on Caleb Doom, showing him how, how he had to survive and all that shit and what he had to go through, you know? I think that these Jedi Fallen Order games, man, I think that if they go beyond, um, I forgot his fucking name, the fucking Ginger Kid, man, fuck, who will play Joker. Anyways, everybody knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, man, they can, you know, they can do a lot with that series. Doesn't have to be all about that guy, Cal, or, uh, yeah, Cal, Cal Kestis. Anyways, back to the Bad Batch. Um... A few interesting things. Also, um, that one guy, Crosshairs, you know, he he's definitely, you know, obviously, you know, he's going to be the, the fucking heel. Um, I'm hoping that he comes back to, to his brothers, that he comes back to his senses, that uh, there was some article talking about how they're teasing that Crosshairs was probably the first death trooper, you know, so maybe he doesn't come back to his uh, bros. But uh, what else? That little girl, Omega, I think I think we're going to have a similar trajectory as Ahsoka. I can see how some people might find her annoying, but having had Ahsoka first might help prepare some people for this kid. I can, you know, but... um. The cool thing is that she's a female clone, but there's some rumor. I, I read an article, something talking about a theory or something that she may be force sensitive. And she pretty much foresaw what Crosshairs was going to do. So I think it makes sense. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I watched the first episode, then a few hours later, while I'm break from work, I watch the second one. So I, you know, I don't know how much of my attention this had, but from what I saw, guys, I'm I'm very pleased. I'm very excited. Looking forward to the third episode. Um. I know I know that I'm forgetting something, man. I know I am, guys. I apologize, but I'm sure 
you guys are fleshing this shit out better than anybody else can. Hey, Doc, does this answer surprise you? Uh, Spiro um, always surprises me. <laughs> Especially when he's behind me with his pants down. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, it gets lonely over there in Mexico. Yeah. You know? You got to deliver it, baby. Uh, you know, handle a package with care. Um, Doc, anything else you want to add? Uh, I'm excited to see the rest of this and how this goes. You know, I talked to my son earlier, my big guy, and he's like, dude, see the Bad Batch? I'm like, bro, come on. Let's be serious. I was at Disney literally at like midnight watching this shit after I put the kids to sleep. And then I was watching episode two on the line for It's a Small World. And Grayson's like, what are you watching, daddy? I'm like, Star Wars, come on, sit over here and watch it with me. Um, so it's it's great so far. And with Filoni running the show, I, I think uh, I, I do not think that we're going to be disappointed. Agreed. I'll let them know they can find you at Doc. You find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O, Instagram, Alex Royo MD, Twitter, Alex Royo on Facebook. Hey, uh, Spiro, uh, when you, once you're done clapping those twilight cheeks on Mexico, um, let them know where they can find you at. Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me every Friday on the on the Rational Rage podcast on the Rational Rage Network. The show's gone through a bit of an evolution. It's no more anger-filled rant fest about politics because that shit just does no good to anybody's soul. It just divides us all. So now it's just a show where people come on, they hang out, we have a few drinks, and we talk about anything, you know? Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon. That's it, guys. You could find me at Greek Papadon on Twitter and Instagram, Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Pro Wrestling Tee slash Greek Papadon is my t-shirt shop sh store. So go buy your GGP shirts and be the coolest kid in your remote school. Um, the YouTube channel is Greek Papadon. You can see matches and promos of mine. And uh, go subscribe. Go hit the notification bell, like, comment on the videos. Uh, but you'll get to catch us all together tomorrow when we drop the main show. Uh, New Force Order episode 112, where the players dwell. Um, it's going to be one hell of a bumpy ride. So uh, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride, lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I used, is he I nuts? used that the other day on the airplane. We got a little, we know, we got a little turbulence. And you know, my wife is like, reaches for the seat. I said, buckle up, lady. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Did she pop? She was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm laughing my fucking balls off. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, you catch us tomorrow, episode 112. We drop you guys uh, some knowledge uh, on the galaxy far, far away. Thank you for joining us on our first edition of 99 Problems of a Batch is Not One. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll be back and... Uh, Give you more insight on further future episodes from uh, the Bad Batch, um, and uh, thank you, thank you for your time and your ears. And this has been another exciting edition of Star Wars content brought to you by none other than the smartest, sexiest, most intellectual, and PC podcast in Star Wars history. It's the 
new force order. Henceforth, execute order NFO. Down the batch, baby. <laughs> <laughs>